The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Welcome to Cryptids of the Corn. Each week, Justin and Jay take a look at a topic in the crypto and paranormal world. They focus on the Midwest and Appalachia of the U.S., but sometimes they venture out. With everything from well-known monster sightings to one-off cryptids, live person interviews to actual fieldwork sneaking in some science lessons, there's sure to be something you'll enjoy. Please join us this episode of Cryptids of the Corn. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Cribs of the Corn Podcast. I am the great and powerful Mystery. I am the mysterious, stealing your nickname, Jay. And I am Emily. <laughs> and together we're Cribs of the Corn Podcast. I always laugh because I don't know what Jay's going to say because he always changes it on me. <laughs> and today, in studio, we don't only have one special guest, we have two special guests. Rachel and Sean. Say hi, guys. Hi, how's hey, it going? Everyone. They now two, two frogmen. <laughs> Frog lady. And they now know officially where I live, so please don't please don't come back and kill me. No. But so they've come up to hang out with us for the day. We're gonna record. We've been trying to record Sean's episode for a while, and I don't know. Our schedule is famous for being difficult. Hectic. I mean, I wouldn't go so far to say like a full episode for me is necessary, but I just Spend a lot of time in the woods, so I have a lot of stuff to say. So oh, you got some good stuff. Yeah. You gave us... So, if anybody that doesn't... Rachel did the H.H. Holmes episode with us, and Rachel and Sean were both in the Frogman videos when we went down uh, to Loveland, and that's kind of the area you guys live in, Yeah, uh, roughly. You know, you can give your address if you want. <laughs> yeah. You make yeah. it cookies if Ralph's listening. <laughs> Hello, internet. Uh but yeah, so you've got some stuff we're going to share. We're going to go through that, and then yeah. at the end of the episode, we're just going to kind of have fun talk. A good old, yep, good old fun conversation. Mm-hmm. All right. So, what's the first thing you want to get into? Um. So, probably the best story. I can't really explain it, but the I don't know the best story that that I have that is unexplained and I think cryptid related. Um, you want me to just jump, jump into it? Go right ahead. So, um, I grew up in Fairborn, um, which is really close to Yellow Springs and the story takes place in Yellow Springs. Um, it was like middle of the day and I was out there with a friend and we were just hiking around and we were on a part of the trail that I wouldn't say is very heavily trafficked. 
and there's kind of like a waterfall area, like a really steep incline going up, and it has a, a rock overhang that you can kind of sit on, and it's really it's really peaceful and nice. So we went up there, and we're chilling, and there wasn't a whole lot of people there that day, and so we're listening to all the bird noises and animals and stuff, and I don't know if you guys have ever uh, seen the movie Predator. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The um, the clicking noise that he makes in the, you know, in the distance. Yeah. Well, I heard that noise a couple times, and I was like, you know, disregarded it, because I'm like, you know, it's probably a, a squirrel or, or something. Yeah. I was just like, whatever. But then it started getting closer and, and louder. And then the friend that I was with was like, hey, did you hear that? And I was like, hear what? And I made her explain it. And uh, I was like, well, I've been hearing that for like 10 minutes. And she was like, seriously? Like, don't don't mess with me. And I was like, no, I have. Well, as we say that, it literally like sounds like it's right next to us. Like, and... You know, we were obviously spooked by it. Well, as we stand up and kind of try to, like, back away from the noise that we hear, the ground starts to shake. Like, like something, like, like an elephant was running towards you. Like, this is just boom, boom, boom. And it gets so close. And as it gets, like, we moved off to the side away from the overhang because we didn't want to get messed up and get, like, fall down, like, over off of that or something. But... As it got close to the overhang, this like giant gust of wind, like like something like ran and jumped off of the overhang and it hit it like jumped into the tree, this huge tree that's in front of it. And and a lot of people were saying, well, it could have been just like a freak like wind or something like that. But it there was no way like when it hit whatever jumped and like hit this tree it made the whole top of the tree bend over. Hmm. And and when I say this tree was huge, like a bunch of people like arm right. to arm couldn't reach around the base of this tree. Probably, you know, five, six foot diameter. Oh gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah bigger than that. Like monster the, tree. Okay. Yeah. And like the whole like top of the tree bent over and like leaves fell down. Branches were falling everywhere and stuff. And then like, it was just like complete silence for a minute, but we were, terrified we already started running down the hill and then as we're running it's like it slid down the tree or something because there's branches and leaves and stuff still falling off of it and it it was insane and i i still after all the the i guess you would say cryptid research and people i've talked to i can't readily explain what it was but it was something it wasn't it wasn't just a fluke yeah oh and to add to that i'd say a week or two after that that trail was closed they like they demoed the bridge to get to it and like you couldn't get like anywhere near it that's kind of strange i was gonna say yeah now can you get there now i think they might have reopened it now but that it, the bridge wasn't in that bad of a shape, and they completely like blew it up. Yeah, mm-hmm. like you couldn't even get like across it. Hmm. And will you say one more time the kind of general area this was? Um, Yellow Springs. Uh, it's like the campground area. It yeah. was like the lower part. I forget what the trail is. It's it's one of the main 
trails that goes through there. I think it's like the Pittsburgh something trail. Okay. I'll have to, I'll look it up it's, here. It's all good. I just, side note, we've had a couple people ask to be more kind of direct if people are willing with areas oh, yeah. and stuff are happening. Uh, that is a really odd encounter. Mm-hmm. You know, at first it was kind of sounding Bigfooty. Yeah. But then it's not, that doesn't sound Bigfooty to me. That sounds like something else. The clicking. So the clicking for Predator is uh, from, let's see, the movie mm-hmm. is a direct mock up of, uh, I believe, I think that was a dolphin using echolocation. Mm hmm. Mm. Uh, so that's what I immediately sa- sounded like to me. It sounded like some kind of animal yeah. using echolocation. And some sp- you can, sometimes people can hear that uh, the actual frequencies that they're using for echolocation, and it can be very disconcerting for people because uh, it's a frequency that's being used to forcibly bounce back signals. Yeah. So it's loud and it's strong. But will you kind of describe what it kind of looked like again? Or that kind of like, that just when it was on the tree and stuff. Did, well, did you see anything? Not really. Like I, you could see like debris and stuff like falling from the tree. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, it felt like it was in the trees originally, and then like when we backed up, it kind of like came out of the tree. That was that initial like thud, thud we yeah. heard, and then like the the footsteps like. <sighs> Like you had mentioned in a, in another episode about like Bigfoot possibly like having like cloaking, cloaking or yeah. whatever like that, but it, it seemed too aggressive and too assertive to be Bigfooty to it me. It really doesn't scream Bigfoot to me. The whole encounter because it seems, I, huh? It whatever it was, it was big because when it hit that tree, like the it it almost broke the tree in half. If you, it really kind of sounds, and I don't want to. I don't know if, if this cryptid's ever been reported of going invisible or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But does do you think? Can you think of who I'm thinking of? Who it really sounds like. Hmm. But this well, behavior, this aggressiveness, the in the trees, the whoosh. Emily just said dog man. No. So I'm not. That's not a bad answer. I'm just saying yeah. that's not the one I'm. That's kind of what I was kind of thinking about too. Is it dog really man really kind of sounds like a bat squatch. Or, like, yeah, I kind of had that thought, too. That false charge. Well, not the false charge. It was like a really aggressive charge, the jumping off the cliff, the landing in the tree. But I've never heard of that thing. It was almost like not so much like I'm coming at you to hurt you. It's that like, hey, you need to get away from here mm-hmm. to me. Mm-hmm. Like I have something here that's valuable to me or something. Because so I feel I'll like if it, was, if it was coming at us, it could have totally I mean, did you'd be it. dead. Oh, yeah. Because if I, if you, in in this hill that I'm talking about, in this overhang, to get up there, you have to like scramble. It's like a, like a 75, 80 degree incline. Like you're Pretty on all fours, like mm-hmm. climbing up it basically. So we like, we're falling as we're like running. So have you ever heard of the Glimmer Man? Yeah. So it doesn't, besides it being almost invisible or pretty much invisible, that's the only thing that sounds like the Glimmer Man to me. But the whole behaviors and stuff. So every glimmer, man, gl- sorry, every glimmer man story is pretty much a guy in a suit mm-hmm. or something like that. You know, it seems to have pretty much human abilities. Nothing more, nothing less. Uh, the climbing the trees, the jumping off cliffs, stuff like that. That's not really in the glimmer man's wheelhouse from our understanding. But it still sounds like that kind of technology. Now, I like you're saying, Sasquatch has been reported of 
this kind of cloak. So really close to here in the Missing 41 documentary, they talk about a lady. Yeah, you guys pass on the way up mm-hmm. uh, in Lima. Yes. And uh, between Lima and Walpock. Uh, so she That's had... Canada, right? Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Northwest Ohio locals know what Walpock is. But well, she was asking me on the way here, like, how do you say that? And I was like, well, what, how we say it. Tribe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but she had one that she could kind of see the outline going through the trees, kind of passing her. Excuse me. And she didn't describe it as a Bigfoot. She described it more as a shapeless blob. It was almost translucent. Yeah. Like, hmm. I kind of got jellyfish vibes from how she mm-hmm. was kind of describing it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. And But when she tried to take a picture of it, and the picture before and the picture after was fine, that one picture was corrupted, and she had lost, like, f- like five hours of time, something like that. Oh, wow. And she almost forgot to even mention it to her husband. Yeah, it, it was like it was kind of semi-erased. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. There's so... I don't know if you want to wait till the end for like deep dives into each of these, or do you want to keep going? Oh, or I'm, I'm, I'm cool. This is just, your episode. Yeah, let's let, <laughs> let's just mm-hmm. dive into it. I don't care. Keep the conversation. It kind of yeah. sounds, it really kind of sounds interdimensional. That's what I was thinking too. Like you're too. not fully seeing everything there. Mm-hmm. That part of it's on a different spectrum. Yeah, different plane. Yeah, that you're, you're, you know, that, that, that actually makes a lot of sense. I, I, I try to go for the more, "Quote unquote reasonable explanations first, but yeah. that's a that's a very odd encounter, and that's even hard to point out in even like say Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it really isn't it really doesn't sound Bigfooty to me. The whole jumping off the cliff and landing in the big tree and stuff like that that's like extra. Yeah, uh, yeah, it it seemed very extra. Like that's a uh, a different being. To well, me. Just, if it was a Bigfoot, that'd be the first time." We probably heard a Bigfoot I've heard, story like that. I've heard well, Bigfoot in the trees. I've heard yeah, that and, kind of stuff. And this is this is a very like highly trafficked park, right? Mm, okay. Like the, and and especially the area I'm talking about, like not necessarily this trail, but the the area. Mm-hmm. It's uh, real close to the campground, so year round there's people there all the time. Yeah. Oh yeah. And you did make a mention. So before you started hearing the clicking, and I got a point for that. But before you started hearing the clicking. You heard birds, bugs, that kind uh-huh. of stuff. Did it stop during yeah, this encounter? Yeah, na- nature stopped. So you had the pause. Yeah, and that's that's because I'm I'm real sensitive to that because I've spent a lot of time in the mm-hmm. woods and I know like when nature stops ticking, something's around. Right, mm-hmm. there's, there's there's an apex predator or mm-hmm. you know something that's not natural because even if there's just somebody walking through. You know, a lot of times birds are still chirping. You know, it's not yeah. that big of a deal, yeah. especially in a... Squirrels even. I mean, yeah. squirrels rat on you. That's their job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they bark and squeak and all that. So you had the very classic report. So with a lot of these weirder cryptids, if we want to call mm. it a cryptid or encounters... Yeah. Uh, a lot of these weirder do report that of the kind of freeze frame or you stepped into an in-between space. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you both are Patreon members. So you just heard the, uh, the Sundown Clown episode. And that's the same thing they reported, is that the construction, these kids were just, you know, 20, 30 feet from the active construction site, and they stopped hearing it, and the adults stopped hearing the kids. Mm-hmm. They both, both parties agreed that, no, we've seen them, we, yeah, we've seen them, but it's like they weren't there anymore. And it kind of seems, I don't know to me, I don't want to go too deep. No, in, but go it, for it. It kind of seems it. like you may have stepped in the halfway place, in whatever that thing was. May have been doing the same thing. It may have been just as freaked doing out. That, doing the interdimensional hokey pokey. Yeah. It may have been just as freaked out as you were. Like, 
what the hell's that ape? Like, what is that? I, yeah. You know, I've of everything that I've talked with people about, that kind of hits, you know, the closest, I feel like. Because mm-hmm. it, 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 like you said, like I almost spooked it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It seemed like panicky animal. Yeah, yeah, very much so. Like, I, I either want get to get away from this or I want you to get away from me. Hmm. What time of day was it? Was it, it dark, was, like dark or dusk? Or? It was like later afternoon because okay. I had worked all day and we were like, you know, let's, it's really nice out. Let's get a, get a hike in. And, you know, this is pretty close, you know, in between us. Mm-hmm. So we can do that and, you know, still have time to do what we need to do for the night. And, uh, like, and we hadn't planned on staying long. We were, uh, like I said, just chilling. It was a really neat spot. Um, yeah, that's... It's it's a hard one. So a lot of cryptozoologists, UFOologists, all this, like to put things in boxes. Mm-hmm. That is a hard encounter. I know. To put into a box. Mm-hmm. And I really feel like... I, that's why I don't like going to the interdimensional stuff pretty like instantly. Because that's kind of the box everybody throws junk in that doesn't fit into another box. Right. But that, that encounter really kind of seems to be that... I mean, it wasn't... So, like, the time, or not the time freezing, the sound freezing. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's been reported with, like, Puckwudgie encounters and stuff like that. Ohio is a Puckwudgie state, and they are tricksters. I'm not, I'm not familiar. So, Puckwudgies, well, we shouldn't, you're not supposed to say the name too many times. It's one of these, he's one of these creatures that are attracted. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. You guys weren't whistling, were you? I possibly, yeah. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah, because I, I, I have a bad habit of that, like messing with birds and... and... So I'll give you a little synopsis on Puckwudgies real quick. We're going to... We... You're going to get kidnapped. Well, because like I, I think, yeah. I'm pretty sure I've had, like, maybe not Wendigo, but... Um, That's another I, one you shouldn't whistle with. I've had experiences with stuff in the woods that I'm pretty sure s- that I've attracted. To stop whistling in, that way. in the woods. Yeah. Yeah. Probably yeah. a good idea. So puck wedgies, <laughs> puck wedgies are kind of a New England. So it's kind of a lost tribe. The Indians kind of consider it another tribe. Or it depends on what Native American group you're talking about. Most Native American groups kind of consider it a lost tribe of people like things. Uh, they're not necessarily evil, but they're definitely not good. Yeah. Uh, they enjoy being tricksters, but their tricks may involve you walking off a cliff. Yeah. Uh, so you know your death may be the punchline of the joke. Yeah, because they're on a, a different plane. Like, yeah. Right. You're just toys. Uh, so, Puckwudgies are attracted by whistling. That's kind of the one thing they say. You know, if you're in a Puckwudgies territory, you don't whistle. Uh, they're kind of little people, but they can take, they can morph into giant shapes and stuff like that. Like, one of their favorites is turning into giant snakes to screw with people. Oh, wow. Uh, and then, like, that's going to the Bridgewater Triangle stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. That's one of the weird ones for the Bridgewater Triangle is that they keep getting reports of these massive snakes. Yeah. And I mean like sinkhole sand massive, not oh, like wow. anaconda. Uh so that's kind of that could be an option too, is it's more of a wood trickster spirit. The whistling thing is always kind of the big one. If you read all these every Native American story starts with like, this is why you don't whistle in their territory. It's not the saying you don't whistle in the woods. But if you enter a Puckwudgie's domain and whistle, that's a direct kind of challenge. Yeah. You're mm-hmm. challenging them. Uh but that's your encounter doesn't really scream puckwudgie to me. Yeah. Unless they was really trying to run you off that cliff. Well, you know, I don't think so because if that was the case, why 
when it, you know, I believe we were already located if they, if they were doing like the eco location, like mm-hmm. you're talking about, why would it do it that close to us? If, if it already knew we were there, I feel like that was kind mm-hmm. of like a, see, yeah, that's what I'm just, I don't think it was a puck wedgie, but that could be one thing to throw out there for that kind of encounter. So the echolocation, the clicking, one thing is it may have not been the animal make or the thing making Ooh, the noise. I was just thinking this. That most of the times these interdimensional slips, if we want to believe that they exist, mm-hmm. they're accounted by these strange noises. Sometimes it's clicking, sometimes it's the three knocks. People so the thing with Sasquatch is nobody's ever seen him do a tree knock. We don't know. Nobody we tell all the time. There's no such thing as Big Flare Expert. But there's people have witnessed Sasquatch. I've witnessed Sasquatch. Mm-hmm. Nobody's ever seen the three tree knocks. So some people think that may be the noise of these kind of interdimensional doors opening. Huh. And that's just meaning that they're using these pathways, these, these kind of hidden pathways, as it makes a little bit of a noise going in and out. Sure. So the clicking could have been maybe not made by the creature, but made by you getting closer and closer to maybe that center of that bubble. Yeah. You went through one layer of the bubble when the noises stopped, when the animal life stopped. Hmm. And you went through the more direct bubble when that clicking was pretty much in your head. Wow, yeah. Or what if that bubble moves towards you? And it could, it could be know? moving and stuff like that, too. But yeah, I'm assuming you guys were walking the whole time. Uh, when we first started hearing the clicking, we were sitting kind of like on the overhang, just like mm. watching the... Because there was like a little trickle of a waterfall there. And like you could really see pretty well the trail and the water there's like water because you had to go over a bridge to get to this part of the trail mm-hmm. so it was just like really like peaceful and chill so we were just kind of chilling and like i said i heard the noise a lot sooner than she did and you know i just kind of disregarded it because i don't like to i know i'm not saying anything bad towards women but women get way more excited in the woods than guys do so i tried i didn't you don't want to scare anybody right right ruin the moment right so that's reported the bubble moves towards you too i do have a question how'd you feel after the encounter physically uh i mean as it happened i was pretty terrified right i mean who wouldn't who wouldn't be really um but like afterwards i didn't feel like threatened like i didn't feel like Hmm. like something was stalking us or anything Mm -hmm. like that um it was just like the initial like adrenaline. I was right. just like, couldn't explain it. I mean, so. basically, you've gotten charged by an invisible bear. Pretty much, yeah. because that's like how the weight like felt oh, like yeah. like you know when you're uh, sitting like still on a bridge and like cars drive over it mm-hmm. that like that bounce and rumble. That's like what it felt like on the ground. So when it was moving across the ground, was it like that? Was it like a car moving where it's kind of a constant weight shifting? Or was no, it, it was like it was thud, like thud, it was thud, like thud, footsteps. Thud. Mm. Did it sound like two or four or thirty? It sounded like just like two, like bi- bipedal. Yeah, like, bipedal. Yeah, like thumps. Yeah, it was it was pretty intense. Like the, even like uh, gravel and stuff was like bouncing. I mm. remember that. If you had to, I know it's impossible, but if you had to estimate how heavy you think that thing was for that kind of reaction, I've been Man. I've been around draft horses, you know, and I've seen that kind of almost the dust and stuff bounce when they yeah. walk around their feet because they're that heavy i would say upwards of at upwards 400 500 pounds okay i think yeah 
There's no wrong. I mean, because I've I've been around big horses and, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, cattle and stuff like that. And it was – but it was very um, – what's the word I'm looking for? Um, like assertive. Like it was, it was moving. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. It doesn't sound like – I really think – I guess I'll give my final thoughts. I've talked a lot. So yeah, do it. No, I love it. I really think I he need may this. have been in a time slip. Or not time slip, a dimensional shift or whatever. I think you scared the hell out of that thing just as much as it scared you. I think so. Because it really doesn't seem like it was targeting you. It doesn't seem like it had any goals or missions in mind. It seemed no. like you freaked it, it out. Yeah, startled and it. And obviously, it freaked you out. And then once you both went your separate ways, the encounter was over. Yeah. And then, yeah, and, and what you said about the the shift like as we got further away from it everything was like normal again mm. yeah so once you get out of that bubble that's how a lot of people report that kind of encounter is it like like it, like nothing bubble, happened and then once you walk out it's completely normal like the day kicks back off did now that's kind of a weird one did the daylight kind of change at all i was just about to say that it was like it got brighter like a, when you got out it was almost like a cloud came over yeah. during it and there was no clouds in the sky. It was like a beautiful summer day. It was kind of hot. Hmm. So it's almost like you walked into a cloud. Yeah. So a lot of people report that as like they walk into a little bit of a grayed area. Mm-hmm. And they don't even realize it till maybe after. Uh, yeah. And the reason why I that popped into my head right when you were saying that, because I remember like after we got, you know, I guess far enough away to, to let our guard down a little right. bit, I literally felt the, the heat on my face again from the sun. Hmm. So you were in cooler. Yeah, it was like it was cooler. Like I said, it was almost like a giant storm cloud like came over during that, and then as we're leaving, like it's it gone. went away. So that that hits a bunch of those interdimensional things like right on the head. Is a, a lot of people report, and I haven't experienced that. So you know, it's like when I've seen a shadow person, and you really oh, don't yeah. understand what darker than dark means unless you've seen one, mm-hmm. or blacker than black. Yeah, like a void of yeah. light. Mm-hmm. But that grayed out is another one of those people that experience maybe this interdimensional bubble. Is that they, I've heard that, I can't tell you how many times looking into this stuff, that, yeah, it was kind of like I walked into a grayed out bubble. Mm-hmm. And that they had their weird encounter. The lady from just around the corner over by Walpock had that same thing that she said mm. that it was kind of like like a cloud or the sun went out for, not out, but yeah. dimmed. Yeah. And then brightened back up. And that's kind of what woke her up. Is it was like almost like the sunrise. Yeah. Like a, like a brownout, like a power brownout. Yeah. I don't know. Jay, Dang. what do you think? Well, I don't know. My, it's it's hard to wrap your mind around that, you know, to think that actually happened to someone, and then you're sitting there talking to the person that happened to, you know? Right. It's, it's definitely different than reading this, because I've read not 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 the entity similar, but the overall experience similar accounts, and it's it's really it's really awesome to have somebody sitting across from me that has experienced it, because it's a a phenomena that I think is maybe happening more and more often that's it, not being discussed. Right. Yeah. It's awesome finding a community of people that. I can tell this story too that don't think I'm like a crazy person. Right. Like, yeah. They're like a lot of my friends are like the first thing was like, were you were you high? Like, <laughs> right. uh, it's like no, not yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, I mean, if as long as it's not something hard, I don't think that affects you that way, anyways. Right. Right. You don't yeah. feel the ground moving. Yeah. Oh God. You no. don't imagine no, if, if invisible buffalo charging you down. I would be worried about my like brain health. You mentally. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Gosh. It really sounds like that's what you had an encounter with. You know, that that's the closest thing so far to me. 
And we talk about, too, we think Bigfoot could be interdimensional, That's too. one of the options. And this, because a lot of this stuff does overlap, does make me think Bigfoot, but then there's a whole huge portion of it that's just right. like, no, not at all. Yeah, that was my original thought was Bigfoot, but then as I did more research and talked to more people, it was mm-hmm. like, eh. But I, I still think it could, maybe it could be still. I'm holding know. out there. Not, nothing in this really sounds it, Bigfoot to me. I yeah, do think it, you had a biological or whatever kind of entity in the middle of it but i really mm-hmm. think that it was just as lost as you i think if we want to go that bigfoot's interdimensional mm-hmm. i really think he has more control over it than this yeah is yeah i feel like it was way too aggressive to be footy what if that was like bigfoot with the orbs and the orb like causes the shit wouldn't you have seen the orb you don't necessarily yeah. see yeah. him i guess building that idea i just don't understand i guess what if the orb caused it to be like the gray area, and then as soon as like the orbs, like the orbs are opening up. Yeah, and then once you're past where the orb is, you go back to where you are. Well, that could be. There could be something there. I don't know. It seemed, it seemed like it wasn't just my immediate area. It was like, like a, a. It was pretty. A big area. Big, yeah. Hmm. Other people, I. And because you know, I didn't even see. Not only did everything stop. I didn't see animals. You know, I didn't see squirrels in the trees. It was almost like uh, like everything kind of just changed, like a, I, a switch click. It really yeah. sounds like you're the, the place people kind of call it the in-between or whatever. Yeah. In that I'm really going on that this thing that you experienced was from the other side. And he wasn't happy to be there either. Oh, yeah. You know, it could be their version of deer. You know, it could have just, you know, that... that Yeah, that, that wild animal behavior, like, yeah. I got to get away from this, or you got to get away from me. Like, I don't know what the hell's going on, but that thing's scary looking. Mm-hmm. Right. Kinda, you know, running from tree to tree. And, well, yeah, and we started, you know, skittering around, because we're like, what's going you're on? Yeah, out. yeah, it's freaking out. Um, And you said it ran, like... It, Whatever it was ran by you. Like, was it close by or something? It felt like it was a like a few feet away. Like I felt like a gust of wind when mm. it went by us. Like you know when you're standing on a street corner and a, a car comes flying by. Yeah, you? like that. That's what it felt like. Yeah, man. Like like it was strong, and it, that's why I felt like it was big too. Was this Not behind just, you? It it got kind of came from like behind me, like to the like from the wood area. Well, to kind of explain, so there's. The main trail's over here, there's water here, and we were on this side of the trail, and we went up like this, kind of like in the woods, so to go the direction it was going, it was going like towards the water, Mm -hmm. and like over into like another section of woods. Mm -hmm. So it's like it came from this, the bigger section of woods, like to that, but... But why the why the the jump off of the the overhang off the cliff? I guess you could say mm-hmm. right. to me, it's like what that's not normal behavior. I, I don't know for that big tree. It landed. It may have felt more comfortable getting into the top of that big tree. Yeah, because I felt like it came from the trees. Because that when it we heard the clicking and it got closer, and then we felt like the like the initial thud, like it. Fell out of the tree or something, or so jumped out. When let's just take squirrels for example. When squirrels mm-hmm. get nervous, they leave the small trees and go to the biggest tree they can get to. Right. So I know more, more of a, lot, a solid structure. A lot bigger animal <laughs> than, than a squirrel. Than a squirrel. Oh, but God, it may yeah. be experiencing that kind of same mentality. Is that I got to get somewhere where I know that this thing can't bug me. Yeah, can't buck me out of this yeah. tree. Mm-hmm. And then 
and we've kind of been dancing. We, we haven't mentioned it since you said it, but immediately being shut down after for bridge construction. Yeah, that's odd. Yeah. Is yeah. it, though? Is it, though? Uh, what do you mean? How many stories, especially, what, was this a state park, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a state park. state park. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, John Bryan State Park. Yeah. How many stories have we had with state parks and national parks of the immediate area after something strange happens, everything being shut down for something crazy? I've read a lot of them saying, oh, uh, mountain lion. You know, we had a mountain lion in the area. Or, you know, oh, black bear activity. Like, that's why uh-huh. National's famous thing is like, mm-hmm. oh, there's a black bear. There's six black bears or the size of dogs. Every black bear in Wayne National, you probably kick to death. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> why the panic out of nowhere? But, yeah. Like, we had him break it into our dorm one night. Nobody cared. And it's like, then wh- wh- why all of a sudden now you see this black bear in this holler? Is it a big deal? Well, I, I, know, I know they claimed that it had a lot to do with the bridge construction because the bridge was old. And, I mean, it did need repaired, but not to that degree. A couple years before that, they found a, a dead body in the woods. Mm. And Ooh. this this bridge construction and shutdown was was way longer of a process and a shutdown than finding the dead body in the woods. Oh, so it was okay. like, that doesn't make sense. Because, you know, a lot of these bridges are pretty low. Uh, this is a, is like, this a footpath bridge? Yeah, it was a little bigger than that. Okay, but, but it wasn't. It wasn't like like hardcore bridge. like engineering marvel or anything. Mm-hmm. What was the biggest thing going over this bridge? Maybe a gator for trail. No, not even that. It, it was. Okay. It was basically just like a two lane like footpath bridge. Okay, I just want to make sure at home that everybody understands that we're not talking about a suspension bridge. or oh, a car no. bridge. You know, no, it's something that you know. If the infrastructure is there to do it, I mean, it's you you're basically it just putting you're putting wood on it. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Hmm. So yeah, some screws and some wood, and that's so. To it was shut down for like a long time. I wonder if there was other reports around that time too. Yeah, I'd love I, to know that. I, I'd have to look. I don't know if the BFRO has any Bigfoot Lake reports in that area for mm-hmm. that time. But that'd be a hard one too, and I wonder if that's what happened. And how many people are going to come forward if they did see it, you know, and 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 say something about it? Because a lot of people don't accept these things as being you know i guess you'd say quote unquote reality Mm -hmm. and they you know they don't want to put that out there well even you you didn't see anything right that's what i mean it's hard to report because you don't even know what the heck you're dealing with at this point who are you supposed to report it to so let's say you call the sheriff so this is going back (laughs) to the loveland fog i got some stories about some law enforcement in the area (laughs) right (laughs) (laughs) they 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 don't really care about too much but so so let's go back to loveland frogman uh we're going to do a part two some point soon because there's a lot more information coming out specifically involving the sheriff and one of the kids Mm. that's seen it uh but one of the things that the sheriff was accused of and the same guy that recounted everything and had all this stuff is that after they got three sighting reports, basically kind of your government-style men in black came up. And your government-style men in black are always kind of monitoring some way, shape, or form. You know, it was a little harder in the 50s and the 70s. Sure. But now, you know, if you get two or three calls and you take report and that goes in the system, and now you have two or three calls that have some mysterious stuff going on that may put up a red flag. Yeah. And then, you know, whoever swoops in, shuts it down to research. Yeah, this bridge is... Uh, research. Bridge construction. Oh, yes. This bridge is uh, overdue for 
for maintenance, and then they shut down. It, that's, I can't tell you. It's it's weird because like n- state national forests have that happen a lot, mm-hmm. where they have whole trails shut down for weird things. And it's like why? This is a dirt trail. Uh, I've seen log crews. Yeah. Now when a tree falls on it, you can get it done in twenty minutes. They just cut it. Oh, half yeah. and Push it off the sides of the trail. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. When I was out in Washington, like a tree falls, and literally like ten minutes later, it's gone. Right. Like there's these higher area trails mm-hmm. have a lot of people that maintain them. Mm-hmm. It's not that hard. It's, it does take work throughout the whole year, but each individual thing is not that hard. Mm-hmm. A footpath bridge, I mean, you can knock that out in an afternoon. You know, building, you know, rebuilding it. Yeah, it's not that. That's not that big a project. If it's just holding people, you know, I don't know. And coming from an accounting background, unless something completely collapsed it, it should be in their budget and forecast for at least the year, if not the year before that. So there should be some paper trail behind that to be able to prove, oh, no, this was routine maintenance that we had planned and it's been budgeted for. Mm. No, no, some generous benefactor uh, came in and did all the work themselves. Well, and also, wouldn't wouldn't they give kind of a heads up, like, hey, um, later no this year, there's like going to be, right. you know, this bridge is going to be... Especially Yellow you, Springs. And the funny thing yeah. is, that I know we at least have four other listeners that go to that that campground. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, our buddy, well, I'm just going to call him Joe, but our buddy Joe, Salamander Joe, uh, he goes there with his uh, with his family like two or three times a summer. Um. Hmm. And he's he's kind of hinted at some weird stuff happening there, but that was more with aquatic things because he's always looking for the frogman. Uh, so, but that's I really think you had an interdimensional experience or whatever that kind of encounter is. I don't know if it's I don't know if it's actually interdimensional, but the kind of that type of encounter that we're classifying as that. Right. That's why I wanted to talk to you guys about it because you have more insight and kind of can you know, sift this thing out for me. Right, yeah. Because like you said, not we, we rely so much on our sight, you know, that if you don't see something, it's like, you Your know. Your brain there's, has a lot of trouble processing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so, I don't know, have you ever done the duck test? Duck test. So this is the famous thing to show you how much your brain lies to you. Uh-huh. Every duck you pass, like you see a pond on the side of the highway, and there's a bunch of ducks out there. Every duck you pass is a mallard. Right, the okay. classic, you know, the classic American duck, mm-hmm. the mallard. Next time you drive past a flock of ducks, really look at them. Don't just let your brain scan them. Really look at them. There's most of the time there's four to five species of duck, all kinds of different colors, all kinds of different shapes. But when you do that first scan, your brain is the easiest answer. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, they're all mallards. You know, so it paints them. It paints them, makes them all the same size and shape. But when you really look at them. There's, you know, four or five, six species. One's pink with a red head. You know, there's crazy, oh, wow. there's crazy variations. But you could have swore a second ago that was a brown duck with a green head. Even now you're looking at it, and it's a white duck with a red head. Mm-hmm. Nothing, not the same whatsoever. But your brain wants that simple thing. So when you have this kind of encounter, it, it, it's hard. It's, you know, it's almost, to me, it almost sounds dreamlike. Oh, yeah. Because it's like your brain's just like, I don't know what to do with this information. Yeah. It's, you know, it's so many odds and ends of so many false Yeah, Yeah. After, you know, coming back from it, I'm like trying to process it on my own, sitting there thinking, I was like, do I have like brain cancer or something <laughs> like that? What? <laughs> What's you going had another on? person there. Right. And I'm and so thankful you did have that because for your own mental health. Yeah. Because yeah. I've heard so many accounts and stuff where people don't have that. 
mm-hmm. and you feel crazy your whole life. Well, that, that's I've had experiences with stuff in the woods by myself still to this day, and it's just like, did that happen? Like, yeah, it had to because I'm, you know, walking the woods at night. I got to get back to my campground. I didn't just sleep on the ground. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, where where does it end? Like, <laughs> right? Or where does it even start? Yeah. <laughs> so Jay, final thoughts on this encounter? Well, I'm just trying. I keep like trying to picture it all in my head. There are the things that sound bigfooty to me are it dropping from the tree. Mm-hmm. I feel like we have a lot of stories. Yeah, no, yeah, they, they're in the they're in the trees where that happens. Yeah, and I think they're in the trees a lot more than people really even yes. go into or give credit to. Because normally you think Bigfoot just walking around. Now that we've done this, I realize they're not just walking around. They're they're crawling on all fours. They're up in trees a lot and not just walking they're like sprinting through areas too like they're they're being wild they're exactly and so with it dropping from the tree that makes me think bigfoot my chair keeps popping okay um that and then the the ground rumbling seems to be also a common yeah Mm -hmm. or a overlapping theme that happens but just and i don't know maybe it just ran so fast by you that you just couldn't even well it, but the, the tree that it jumped into was the biggest tree like right in the um uh like gorge part mm-hmm. i guess you could say so there was nowhere else for it to go mm. go in that direction dang and you know that tree was so big that it like starved everything around it right, right. it was it was Forest shading came. everything yeah and yeah definitely even when whatever it was hit the tree and you know it hit the tree you didn't see you couldn't see anything no it just went right into it, it really oh doesn't yeah sound big footy to me. yeah that's where it, that's where it gets that's, yeah that's where i lose and big i do footy agree too. with you jay yeah it does have bigfoot aspects like when you first started it really kind of sounded big footy mm-hmm. the more you got into it the more i'm like that's not a sasquatch right that's, or if it is they're just that may be and that could be the first if you want to believe they're interdimensional hoppers uh, and uh, that they're hopping, like they're walking through another dimension. Mm-hmm. You may have just caught the first side of the door opening. Whatever this process is, it may be more of a difficult process than a lot of people that believe in that field of mindset think. Yeah, a lot of people that you kind of talk about it as like more of a uh, you hear the pop, 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 and then they're in, pop, mm-hmm. pop, pop, then they're out. You may be more of a, tr- a a bigger transition. Yeah, where you caught him kind of halfway in and halfway out and like he didn't like know what it's to do. like powering up or you know whatever coming in, coming out, yeah and he still had you know three minutes on the clock before he was fully in or fully out whatever mm-hmm. you know whatever and he could affect what he could affect yeah right he was still halfway here halfway yeah. somewhere else and then he has this panic was the stat or the popping sound or the you know the predator noises uh-huh. was it could you describe it as like a static maybe <sighs> not really it was it was deliberate sounding. Like it okay. didn't just sound like you know, like like background static or something. It yeah. it sounded very like. Uh, I'll play some. I'll play some echolocation for you after the show. Well, yeah, I'm I'm, f- I'm very familiar with that because mm-hmm. I I love bats. Yeah. So like, there theirs is a little different than like yeah. a dolphin, but like it was very. It, it had a, a definite tone to it like that. So did it seem biological to you in origin? Yeah. It, okay. It. it like I've heard birds make crazy yeah. sounds before, and that's what I thought it was at first. But it was just like you're you're not getting that close to me. It, it sounded like at the last second before it fell down, it sounded like it was like right here. Mm. See, are they coming from just one direction or all around? Changing? It was. It was. It's yeah. It sounded like it came from like one direction. Like the, so from like there was a was, tree up there behind us. Yeah. And really, that was big enough to support something of that size mm. behind us, too. It really too. sounds like you caught an interdimensional bat squatch. 
Yeah. I mean, I'm like, I'm saying that with a smile, but it really know, sounds like, like you caught this thing. It doesn't it, sound that ridiculous, but it it does. The, I mean, not <laughs> like, necessarily bat squatch, but a, I know. a large animal with echolocation, and it was freaking out, and then you guys freaked yeah. out, and then everybody, nobody, nobody involved was happy about the situation. No. And no, it's, it's it, it did. It seemed like panic. Yeah, it, that's really not really not, not necessarily aggression. Panic. Yeah, just I gotta get out of here. Yeah, and you and know, that, we felt the same way. We we're like, yeah, we need to go. So going back towards the animal, you know, I've had cows because you if somebody's at home is gonna say, well, if it was panicking, why would it run at them? Because you were the exit. You had the exit behind you. Right. So I've had cows yeah. where I'm standing in the pen door, mm-hmm. and they are do they are scared of me. They're panicking. But guess what? They're coming through. I'm you. in the way of the mm-hmm. pen door. <laughs> and it's like, I got to get outside. Oh, yeah. And so it's going to go where it's going to go. Just it's, like when you get like a raccoon in something, like, you know, inside the a dumpster or something, if they can get out, they're probably coming at you because you're they, in the they, way. They will get out if they, the animal will take the best route of escape if it can. Mm-hmm. And you whether know, that means Jackie Chan and off your face mm-hmm. or, you <laughs> yeah. know. All right, Emily, you have any final thoughts before we move on to something next? Um, we're going to take a break here in a second. I'm still leaning towards either like the dog man or the Wendigo. Explain. I don't know. I just think in their mind. I'm not saying they're bad ideas. I just want to know what you're thinking. Yeah, I like to hear what you guys think. I don't know. I think it's more the Wendigo because he was like trying to go in between. So more of a spiritual encounter. Yeah. I guess that's one thing we really didn't Because Fairborn also is a very Native American heavy area, mm-hmm. too, because they have a mound right around the corner. Right? There's a whole bunch under Dayton. Oh, uh, yeah. Right around the corner from Dayton's Fairborn. built on top of Native American burial mounds. So it wouldn't surprise me if I wonder why Dayton's haunted. Yeah, right? no doubt. And that, the Yellow Springs area has a lot of history, doesn't it? Yeah, oh, yeah. Got a lot of, definitely, yeah. We'll do an episode on it one day, because it's... It's got all kinds of weird. It's just uh, so right in that area. I don't know if you've seen this uh, or this. What was it June? The Bigfoot encounter. Oh no! It's right down the road from Yellow or Yellow Springs. Really? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, the that's uh, someone that made the Dayton News and everything like oh, that. Oh wow! And uh, they they have tons of trails like that. Broad this daylight is, Bigfoot encounter. Yeah. And it, that's what I can't remember. If it had four or five witnesses. It had a lot. We're gonna do maybe a mini oh, episode nice. on it because there's not a lot there. Mm-hmm. But it's a really recent encounter. That's and it cool. was out in plain view, and it was like like five people like sitting in here, and like, is that a Bigfoot? And the mm-hmm. Bigfoot's kind of like, oh, oh, oh. yeah, <laughs> like uh oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Jay, going kind of, I think you're we're kind of on the same page. It's kind of more interdimensional, maybe kind of thing. Yeah. Whatever we're saying, interdimensional is whether it is from another dimension or not. But it's kind of phenomena that's going on. You hit. I, I, you, you have a lot of the same characteristics at the core mm-hmm. as a, a lot of these other encounters, which I believe all of them, uh, you know, especially yours, because I know you, you know, I, I know you experienced this. Yeah. Like when I was telling you guys at uh, the Bigfoot conference, mm-hmm. we, it was in the dark and I was talking to Jay because yeah. yep. you were already in conversation with somebody like uh, around the corner a little bit. But I was telling him, and I got, like, instant goosebumps because it was like, you know, I can actually share this with somebody. And It's nice. Yeah. It was an instant bromance. <laughs> <laughs> I remember you telling me the story. Because it only took four months. A match made in the cornfield. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that may be the name of this episode. <laughs> match made in the cornfield. In- interdimensional beast, and I don't know what the next story will be, but interdimensional beast, blah, blah, blah. 
Mash made in a cornfield. <laughs> I love it. All right. We're going to take a short break uh, just so everybody can use the bathroom. I know I got to use the bathroom. But thank you, Sean. Thank you, Rachel. We'll be right back. Doing my countdown fingers and everything. But we're back with Sean and Rachel as Sean's sharing more of his encounters. And we're just going to kind of have more free discussion over these topics. Because they're great topics. Yeah. All right. You're on the the floor. So, I mean, anybody that's spent any reasonable amount of time in the woods, you know, has had, you know, their bump in the night story and such. But, I mean, it hits a little different when you're pretty far-flung when you're at a um like a very minimalist uh rugged area where there's there's not much around and also you know that you're the only people in the woods Mm -hmm. so um i've had experiences where i think that i see either a human or or something that's of stature in the woods like a you know a silhouette and then as you get closer to it, uh, it, it almost like a shape shift, like something else pops out. Like, and it's animals try to stay out of your path typically, and especially at night. Mm-hmm. So I've had experiences where I think that I see a person, but like I said one time, a, a freaking rabbit jumped out towards uh, you. Yeah, like right at me, and then like stood there. Like, just, like, staring at me. Yeah, that's not normal. Yeah. Like, no no fear. Mm-hmm. Like, it was kind of just like, hey, this is the form I'm showing you now. Mm-hmm. And this is, this is what we're doing. Like. That's, so, guys, either of you listen to uh, Monsters Among Us, Derek Hayes? No. Okay, so that's the podcast that got to. me into this. Uh, don't know Derek personally, but love his show, love what he does. Um, but he's been around for a while. He had one that was very similar, and I believe this was in West Virginia with mm-hmm. a white rabbit. Yeah, was yours a white rabbit or a normal rabbit, like a it wild was, rabbit? It, mine looked like a like a white rabbit, like a magician, like, wow. like a domestic rabbit versus yes, a, yes, something not, you don't expect to see in the forest. Correct, because a lot of people don't get that that there's those domestic rabbits. They don't do good when they get out of your backyard. In no, <laughs> uh-uh. right. no, they're you getting know. eaten by a hawk. Instantly, like, yeah. So he had one. This this man in this encounter had one that he's like, okay, that's kind of weird. And they turn around and it kept getting closer. And then it starts. It sounds larger than it is. Mm-hmm. And it starts chasing him. To, he's running. He's basically falling down there's like hillsides, running to his car. He's at night out walking. And when he gets there, it's still just sitting there being a normal rabbit, but it's constantly always behind him and every time mm-hmm. he turns around it seems like it changes into whatever this ferocious beast that's chasing him through because he was saying yeah. you could hear it chasing him it sounded like a mountain lion yeah coming after him but every time he turn around he'd pause for a second it would always be this white rabbit mm-hmm. that's weird and though that uh incident was in kentucky but i have had that was in uh, kentucky in, yeah, and it was ain't that far from Kentucky. Well, I've had them in West Virginia too. The most of, most of my woods time that I've spent is in either Kentucky, Ohio, or West Virginia. Hmm. A little in Indiana, but I've never had anything weird happen in Indiana. Eh, nothing really goes on over there, anyways. No. Mud mermaids. Yeah, I was gonna say tornadoes. <laughs> yeah. 
Hmm. I've never heard the white rabbit story before. Yeah. It, like I said, uh, animals are, you know, very uh, about self-preservation. They're, mm-hmm. they're not just going to hang out. Mm-hmm. And, and this thing is like staring into my soul. Like, right, yeah. Like, oh, you're not going to do nothing. I've been in the woods enough to come across just wild rabbits, and they would do not stick around. No. If they see you or they know you see them, they're gone. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Rabbits, they're not very high up on the food chain. So they pay, they're very panicky. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. A domestic rabbit is very different. Oh, that's what it was like. It was like it was like somebody's pet that's just like, are you going to pick me up and take me home? I'll or? have to find that for you because that's almost identical to that yeah. guy on uh our monsters among us uh, and i actually saw uh like the leaves and then like branches and stuff uh it was like coming through like honeysuckle like it was like up here you know like it was almost like six seven sh- foot tall so right, stuff home, yeah, moving you're showing above your head but then as you know it comes into view it like shrinks down and it's this freaking rabbit and i'm like no yeah, like, right. like, come on! Like, I know, right. you're not, I know you're not a rabbit, right? And yeah, and, and I think that was expressed between us because yeah. I, I remember saying something like, yeah. to it, like, Listen, n- yeah, I, like, let's not do this. I know you're not a rabbit. What the hell are you? Yeah, like, I'm just, I'm gonna go back to my campsite. You go wherever you're gonna go, and that's how this is gonna work. So, the kind of one in the zeitgeist right now, Jay will remember this: the not deer. Yes. Is seems very deer-like until you get close and it's not. But mm-hmm. that is pretty much 100% internet fabricated, but it's based off of old legends. Yeah. Everything from skinwalkers to, I mean, even the, uh, now I'm drawing like the Ozark Haller had some legends like that that was a shapeshifter type of deal. Oh, yeah. And skinwalkers specifically. And puck wedgies, we talked about them already. Mm-hmm. Puck wedgies love to torture people. Uh, and you were in Appalachia. Yeah. That's a lot, you know. Ohio, you know, is kind of this weird state we talk about all the time because it's kind of the meeting grounds of all these different biomes. Yeah, definitely. You have everything from Arctic to Great Lake to, you know, the Midwest to the foothills of Appalachia. You know, you can find, for a biologist, that's why Ohio is so fun. Yeah. Because you can drive a couple hours and find a multitude of species. We truly are the crossroads of the country. Yeah, I really really think so. Uh, But that kind of sounds, it's hard. I don't want to keep putting it on the puck watch your shoulders, but you know, that's kind of the skinwalker of Appalachia and mm-hmm. New England. Yeah. It was, it was almost just like, I know that I'm messing with you and that, you know, I, I'm just going to do it. That's just the thing. Is it curiosity? You think, you know, or is it Did you has feel, other intentions? Yeah. Did you feel it was malevolent? Did you feel it was evil? I, I didn't feel great about it, but I didn't feel like, <laughs> But I wasn't like terrified or anything. I'm I'm kind of hard to to rattle. Yeah, like I mean, I wasn't laughing at you. I'm sorry. Like I, I was laughing because if a rabbit, if I seen a human, like a humanoid thing walking through, and then it came out a rabbit, I'd be gone. So I wouldn't be talking to that thing. I'm a, I'm the victim. I've been the victim of violent crime several times, mm-hmm. and I'm 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 hard to to scare. Mm. So I, I didn't really feel scared or anything, but I felt. We had this interaction where he was just like, or it, I shouldn't genderize it, but uh, <laughs> that it knew that it was messing with me. It knew that you knew. Yeah. Something like that, yeah. And that kind of seemed, so when we when we talk, we want to split puck wedgies and skinwalkers away from each other, because both are shapeshifting beings. Yeah. Skinwalkers are evil. 
Right. Uh, everything, every action, every story, every Native American culture. That's why they don't mention their names. They don't like talking about their legends about them because they are pure evil. Get, yeah. Giving it energy. But it, when we look at the Puck Wedgie, they're more of, you know, kind of neutral. They're not good. They're not bad. Just like chaotic neutral. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Chaotic neutral. <laughs> yeah. Is there we it go. like, ah, oh, this guy's going to freak out if I act like I'm a Bigfoot and I come out and I'm a rabbit. It's really yeah. going to screw with him. And you're, I mean, it's weird that you were in Kentucky for that and mm-hmm. West Virginia because that's, I, that story has probably been on Mountain, or not Mountain Monsters, uh, Monsters Among Us, Derek's show. That uh, was probably six years ago, five years ago. And it's happened several other times to several other people in that specific area. Yeah. And it's almost specifically white rabbits. I've heard a couple other things are like flop-eared rabbits and stuff like I, that. Like, uh, I think the... So this has happened three times. I think two times it was a rabbit and once it was a fox, like a yeah. red fox. Hmm. But just a small, harmless animal. Something that could, yeah, slip through kind of without it disturbing was, a lot of it stuff. If it was coming through the briar patch, you'd never know. Right. Versus whatever you were kind of see hearing, this mm-hmm. lumbering thing yeah, coming through. Definitely. And then when it gets out, it's a rabbit. Yeah. It just doesn't even make sense. It just doesn't make sense. I know. That's why a lot of the, my stuff doesn't make sense. And it's like, like where do I go with this? Right. Yeah, exactly. Because I have no point of reference. That's you, why I'm, I'm so happy to have, have you guys. You know, the root of your problem is you're a chronic whistler. I, yeah. Well, he's I'm, learned his lesson today. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I'm not joking. Yeah, I'm a chronic whistler myself. He whistles in his sleep. I'm not that I bad. hope not. <laughs> I got it on recording. Yeah, I bet you do. Well, yeah, because I used to mess with people in the. I worked in a grocery store when I was younger, and I used to make bird noises in the store and mess with people. But then years later, I found out there are, were actually birds in the store. <laughs> so it's like you called them into the store. I think so. You lured them in. I got a, you were the puck wedgie. <laughs> once we're off podcast, I got a funny story for that too. It's not not appropriate for. All listeners. <laughs> but that, so your stories aren't. I know. <laughs> but that really kind of screams, uh, it really kind of screams puckwudgy to me. Is that these kind of entities, they don't really have a defined shape. Uh, most of the time, they're like, if they want to talk to a person as person to person, they kind of turn into these little, like, three foot tall, pot bellied, like, humans. Not very human y, but kind of human y. So they could, like, they would for a long time. Uh, it depends on which, once again, which tribe. I believe I'm talking about the Algonquin legends. Uh, but they would have commerce. And they kind of had these rules about, you know, you don't screw with us and we will still trade with you. Mm-hmm. Or you don't screw with us deadly. Like, you you know, fun pranks are fun pranks, but, you know, if you make my kid walk off a cliff, right. uh, we're yeah. going to have a problem. Yeah, things aren't going to be good. And I can't remember the full story, but a truce was broken, and that's when kind of all the puck wedgies turned against most of the people yeah i could see that but they used to literally have commerce and to, to summon them there was this whole kind of thing to make them turn into these old people but before that they were always owls or they were foxes even rabbits they were stuff mm-hmm. like that you know they were you never knew what they were but they you know they were famous for turning in these giant snakes and taking these shapes of giant canids and that's you know they're kind of the same they're the u.s's version of the fey folk of Europe. Okay. So where they don't have a classic shape, they can change their shape to, depending on who they're talking to. Yeah, to whatever they're trying to achieve. Yeah. And they can kind of... Humans are below them in their mindset. 
So, you know, they'll work with you if they if it benefits them, but the second it doesn't, mm-hmm. you know, they'll just, well, make you walk off a cliff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. It kind of sounds like you were being, like you said, you're being screwed with. It seems like you, like you both understood that you both knew what was going on. Yeah. So I, I like a lot of the Native American stories, except for um, I've, I experienced what they call like a death omen. So it was uh, a white owl. Like we we were talking about this, I think at one point, um, we were on a haunted tour in Cincinnati. Yep. It was uh, my ex girlfriend and her mom, and we're uh, waiting on the tour to start, waiting for some stragglers to show up, and nobody else saw it but the three of us. Something I've I've had a lot of uh, like an internal monologue that says like you know do this or look at this. I just, it my feelings inside was like look up right now and i look up on the like third or fourth floor there's this huge white owl just staring at me didn't make a sound and this is the middle of the city this is the middle of downtown cincinnati what is a big giant white owl doing in downtown cincinnati stares directly at us and is like hey got their attention they both see it nobody else around us saw it and it just flew away and disappeared hmm and it, you know it it's busy like urban like horns honking construction right it's Cincinnati oh yeah and I was like what is this owl I've never seen an owl in an urban area ever right they're, me either they're not favored to it because of how sensitive their ears are yeah uh their their whole head shape so people get kind of freaked out about the owls now here's your biology lesson I try to I try oh, to I love I love it uh so. The whole face cones of owls, their whole shape, their ears are actually offset. They have an ear on the top of their head, and they have an ear like kind of almost on their neck, and that's so they can get the max amount of sound from an area. Yeah, owls. Most species avoid most urban areas because of that. Is that they're so in tuned to hearing light stuff? Such an assault on their senses. Yeah. If you have a jackhammer going off, that'd be like you'd be standing next to an atomic bomb. Right. Uh. Now, saying that there are some species that do hang out, like we talked about barn owls. Mm-hmm. Barn owls are kind of the exception of that rule. Screech owls too, but you know, screech owls the size of this can I'm I'm holding. Yeah, and there's only this, like sixty of them. This thing had to have been about this tall to be to to see it as well as we could, as high up as it was. And mm-hmm. I can't remember what we decided whether it was a snowy or a barn owl that mm-hmm. you've seen. I don't remember now. I don't remember either. It was it was Both white are and it was white. big. Uh, like, snowies are almost one hundred percent white, and barns are mostly white. It was mostly white. It wasn't completely. So it was a barn owl, mm-hmm. which they they can get fairly large. They're not like one of the. It, it was it was it was you know, eating well. Yeah, you're showing something <laughs> the size of an average bald eagle, so that yeah. would be a lot bigger than the average barn owl. Not saying that. Saying, I guess I'm saying that to say that it would not be a normal barn mm-hmm. owl, even though you could find a barn owl in Cincinnati. Uh, it's, it's plausible, but it's not probable. Right. probable. I guess mm-hmm. that's the best way to put it. That Yeah, sure. You could have seen the biggest... Well, thanks, Mythbusters. The biggest <laughs> right. barn owl that's ever existed. But I don't think you did. I think you've seen something that's using owls, because a lot of things use owls. So, like you said, is every Native American tribe has both positive and negative oh, things sure. of owls. Even down through Mexico, uh, the light, not Lyderona. I'm trying to think of the owl lady. I always say Lyderona, but that's the, that's the crying woman. I'm not good with the uh, Mexican folklore. But there, 
they have owl witches, and they're oh, almost yeah. always barn owls, and they're always said to be hyper large barn owls, not people sized barn owls. Right. But if you looked at it, you'd be like, "That's a freaking big owl." Yeah, that's a hoss. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's so. But do you know much more about the the death omen part of it? I don't know much about that personally. I, not not a whole lot. I know I kind do. of roughly that I know some cultures put that as when you know when you're visited by these owls, that's not good for you or close somebody right. close to you. Yeah, yeah, that's b- the, about the extent of it that I know. But it was just staring like right at me, like mm-hmm. like no mistaking. You you were supposed to get the message, is yeah. what it seems like. Mm-hmm. But I've also heard on the other end positive stuff with Native American tribes mm-hmm. that it's you know you know most Europeans view it as a sign of wisdom, but some Native American tribes do. Or a blessing, or you know, just even I've heard stories of it being a way for a, a past loved one to say, "Hey, I could see that you're still being watched over." I mean, I'm I'm still here, and that was a, a while yeah. back. So. Mm-hmm. It definitely, yeah. It's a slow acting omen. <laughs> Don't very, say that. Sixty to eighty years. We all have that. At that <laughs> yeah. Point. yeah, right. It's like oxygen's toxic. It just takes 150 years for it to kill you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't have a retirement plan. It's gonna be like you know. Evil Knievel off like the the Lechusa. Grand Canyon. Lechusa, sorry. What is it? Lechusa is the witch. Owl. Oh, okay. Don't Lechusa. Lechusa. It, there's a lot of stories of like now nah, like past relatives that come back and visit you as birds, right? There's cardinals are mostly yeah cardinals for sure. My grandma. Um, I just lost my grandpa seven years ago now, and shortly after that, she had this weird like little white bird show up at her house and just stood there. Right outside her window, and just she said it was just like looking right at her, and she never seen a bird like that in her life. On that, so I'll say that famous TikTok that I fully believe that the the older ladies that were experiencing it had it. Uh, their mom passed, but each of these older ladies, I'm gonna say they're late sixties, early seventies, and they had their mom pass, so their mom was you know, let's say you know eighty, mm-hmm. and they always they had the pat their whole life that you know when she goes to come back as a cardinal. Yeah. And, you know, just kind of tell us, you know, that you made it to heaven and everything like that. And they kind of get this cardinal to land on them. And the one sister, so there's three sisters. The two sisters are all in it. And the one sister's like, oh, come on, guys, you know, whatever. You know, they were in an area feeding birds. And then this one cardinal landed on them. So she was kind of going with the coincidence. And then she kind of swatted at the cardinal and it kind of like landed on her and gave her this mean look. And she's like, then she was fully into it. That was her mom yelling at her. Uh, <laughs> wow. And then so then they all three started crying and stuff like that. I do think you can. So I'm a firm believer that past humans can't be ghosts or anything like that. You, you die, you go to the, the next step, whether, you know, how you lived your life, whatever. Uh-huh. I do think, I do fully believe that you can have signs that you get maybe, I don't know how that works. You know, I'm not dead. Uh, <laughs> I don't think. Yeah. Play your cards, right? I could be a hell of a haunting. <laughs> when, when your wife's telling you that, that's, that might not be a good well, thing. It would be very easy to poison. <laughs> uh, but I, I do think you get Your these, hair's not falling out. So. <laughs> it's not arsenic, but onions can do it. <laughs> Uh, but I do think you are allowed or something to give these signs back. Would you have any past relative or anything like that? Oh yeah. Yeah. Two of the most important people in my life are are no longer with us. My, my grandpa and, uh, my mom that, uh, this, this is her dad. Um, you're showing your tattoo. Yeah. 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 
sorry. No, I, 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 for, I forget it all the time that people can't see us. Yeah. Um, and and I definitely believe in signs because I've had signs from I believe my mom in the past. She was uh, it loved wind chimes, mm-hmm. and so we had tons of wind chimes at our uh, lake property. And when we were opening up said lake property one year, like there was no windows open, no doors or anything. We had just walked in, and her favorite wind chime like moved, and not just moved like all the bells on it went Chined off. them all, yeah. Oh yeah. I'm definitely a, a believer in signs. Did any of those people that have passed in your life that were very special to you, any of them have a thing for owls or any kind of thing? I don't know specifically owls, but uh, definitely very um, at in tune with nature and, okay. and, and stuff. So, because that that that's why how I got my love for nature. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it was passed down to me from my mom. I've I've mentioned a couple times. I think where I got my big love for nature is my great grandmother. So my grandpa Ray's mother, uh, she was, she was accused of being a witch several times. That woman was the biggest Christian. She was not a witch because she likes snakes. My, my mom was a witch. so And so people would say that because she enjoyed snakes, that she was not a good person sometimes, you know, there's something there, but she just respected all of nature, whether you, you know, you have scales or you have fur or whatever. But so she was this crazy old lady. I loved her. Uh, we'd go mushroom picking, and she would find all these gardener snakes, and she would pick them up by the head and kind of talk to them, do this thing with her finger, bump them, and then she'd put them in her hair or in her pockets. So I got that habit. So we'd come out of the woods. She'd have like four or five in her hair, six or seven in her pockets, and we'd come out with all these snakes, and then she'd have, uh, she had a big black rat snake as a pet that was oh, outside. Oh, wow. We couldn't have been friends. <laughs> Rachel's not not friends with snakes. <laughs> oh, there's a lot of snakes in this house. I know. And she's, she's, she's trying to, to not know that fact. Uh, but yeah, so if you have a family member, so that's more to me what I get off of it. Because it didn't, did you feel spooky by it or did you just feel like this is something yeah, special that I, I'm experiencing? I felt it was kind of special because we were the only ones that saw it. And like I said, I felt like it was looking directly at me. And I didn't, I, I wasn't worried. Like, pe- you know, good. after I told people that story, they're like, oh, that's not a good thing. And I was like, I didn't feel like it was a bad thing. See, I feel it's where, so my grandmother, not my great grandma, I was just talking about my, my grandma, that I probably had all, I had a really good relationship with grandpa, right? Everybody at home, I'm pointing his, he's, he has several portraits in this room. Uh, but my grandma Sharon, I had a super good relationship with. She did not like owl imagery. Okay. Nothing against the animals. We're super, uh, super strong Christians. Owl image, imagery in Christianity is not a good thing. So I can see people being freaked out about an owl thing. It's nothing against the animal, but imagery in Christianity, owls mm-hmm. are, you know, mm-hmm. it's most of the time not the best thing to be having visit you. Yeah. Uh, as, you know, as far as paintings and stuff like that. So I can see I people see being... That very immediately very negative because if that's their kind of background that's kind of their growing mm-hmm. up they don't like owls and it's not because like grandma sharon made it very clear growing up it was nothing to do with owls right it was the imagery people put behind them yeah uh so i could see people being very immediately very negative about that you know because mm-hmm. it's kind of freaky i mean still kind of freaky that this owl oh was god like, yeah i know <laughs> yeah i definitely it, think the message was for you yeah, cause it it was it was loud, you know, just the the ambient noise 
like it, it triggered me even because like man it is loud down here mm-hmm. and then here oh well, hey freaking owls yeah. on top of a building looking at you <laughs> yeah right yeah staring right at me like a spotlight like <laughs> what do you think trey i think it's strange i just don't i still haven't wrapped my mind around like like your first story too like shapeshifters in general mm-hmm. but then I do want to come back to that. Oh, yeah. Even this owl could be, a, you know, a shapeshifter in some way, maybe. Mm-hmm. But I could see that. It's just strange. It's it's a realm I don't know much nobody. about, but I'm very... In, well, yeah, nobody knows about, but very intrigued by it still just... Maybe one day we'll get answers for it. Mm-hmm. And I would love to just... Then you get, like, some more, I guess, idea of what's going on, too. I mean, I think that's what we all want to know, too. What's going on with all this stuff? Yeah. Like, it, What's behind it all? What's causing it all? What's really going on? I'm I'm for the vote that your owl was a positive thing, or yeah. at least a neutral thing, not a death omen, which does exist, like you said, very yeah. clearly does exist in many cultures in this world. Uh, yeah, but that's not the vibe I got from it. It yeah, wasn't mm-hmm. like impending doom. That's mm-hmm. what I, I I felt that from you. It's not. That's not what you. No, not at all. It was it was actually kind of special. Like we were like. You know, like, oh my God, that that was amazing. Mm-hmm. So that's, I think that's why the Mothman immediately got such a bad rap is because he was basically a giant owl, the, not a moth. Harbinger of doom. We talked about that on the the, the big special is that he was ma- most more shaped like a giant owl, and the reason he didn't call the Owl Man everybody at home because I know that's a long, a long season finale. Yeah, but the reason he didn't <laughs> call the Owl Man is because Batman was very popular at the same time, and that there was actually I think a villain. In the Batman series, it's called Owl Man, and they yeah. could, they just couldn't compete with it. There was all kinds of weird stuff. So like, okay, Mothman. Yeah, you can't mark it off Owl Man anymore. Yeah, yeah how can we uh, still de- demonize this and and sensationalize this? Mm-hmm. Owl Man doesn't sound sinister enough. But every moth, most most Mothman encounters were it was just as scared as you were, mm-hmm. curious or hell, half the ones that were seen in the building. It looked at you, you looked at it, and you both went different ways. Yep. It's like, okay, I don't want you near me. <laughs> right, yeah. You don't want yeah. me near... Or, or sometimes it seemed like it was asking help, but it got demonized because of the owl aspect. Right. Or the owl look. You know, big red eye. First off, it did have big, big red, eyes. red eyes. Yeah. You know, that's kind of... Never it's a kind of a sign. hard thing for a human to get past. Yeah. Right. I and something, not, you know, the wingspan and, yeah. you know... I would not be excited... If it had giant red eyes and it's looking, that's a little bit of a hard one to well, get past. Coming from out, you know, outside of the box, we we, you guys talk about this stuff all the time, so mm-hmm. you're kind of used to it. Mm-hmm. Somebody that has no idea about any of this stuff and ex- has an experience like that, it's mm-hmm. like mind blowing. Right. Well, yeah. I, I know why these things get shot at. Yeah. Yeah. If I wasn't coming from this side, like you're saying. I just shoot every one of these things because <laughs> uh, they're all demons. And I'd be the one to bring them home. <laughs> Well, I mean, there's a couple of my drag home, but not the Mothman. Oh, I'll bring him home. <laughs> we'll have some Mothman cookies, some coffee, so nice. I re- <laughs> That's for later. Uh, so you kind of go. What do you kind of? What's your kind of final thought on that encounter? The owl. Yeah, the owl. We'll go back to shapeshifters. We have a lot to talk about for there. I, I'm gonna trust your feeling that you know it wasn't an omen of death. Yeah. Don't feel that vibe. It's just odd. It's an odd. Obviously, whatever it was, wanted you to see it. Is what I'm yeah. kind of getting from it because it just flew off right after you saw it. I, I'm I'm big on energy. I, I I feel like intentions don't have to be said. 
Like, I feel like yeah, the, I the energy is there. Mm-hmm. I agree. And I, you know, it didn't feel scary or, or malevolent. Because you know when it does. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I've been on... I've been around evil. Yeah. I know it. Mm-hmm. I'm right there with you. I've been around whatever true evil is. I've had that stand and I've had that touch me. And then mm-hmm. I've had the Bigfoot encounter, which I think was just neutral. And then I've been around true good. Yeah. And you, yeah, I 100% agree with you that you, it's more of a feeling than anything spoken. I've, I've been in the same room several times with a convicted killer. He was on America's Most Wanted. Mm. <laughs> that's, that's another that's story. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. What, what's your thoughts, Em? Mm, I don't know. I kind of see it as like the loved one coming back. That's, that's what I'm going to end on, is it really seems like it was a personal message. Yeah. Just just for you. And just kind of very discreet, very kind of, hey, Sean, we're still watching out for you. Mm-hmm. You know, don't worry. And Rachel, what do you think? I'll make you speak. Um, I definitely go along with that as well. I definitely don't think it had any evil intentions. Definitely was not there to scare you or to run you off. Yeah. yeah, I think I, I, I like Jay said, tr- I trust your gut that it was not an evil entity. It was just, just there. It was just there to say hi. Just checking in on you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So everybody at home, I haven't made this mention yet. There's five of us in three microphones. Mm-hmm. So if you hear any static or mics moving, that's what's going on. Right. Mm. I will try to edit well. them out as much as possible, but that's not, that's not feasible. <laughs> We don't edit. Just everybody at home. It's very... <laughs> you edit some stuff out that yeah. you're embarrassed of. Off air, Jay. Yeah. <laughs> this is my my first podcast experience with professional podcasters. Oh, gosh. So. Can't get any better than this right I love here. It. I love it. <laughs> so, I guess... what uh, We'll come back to... We'll come back to Shapeshifters. What's some other kind of thoughts you have you want to talk about or share? Um, I don't know. I I was excited to talk about the shape shifting thing. Okay, then we'll get back into that. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's a big one. That's a that's one that stretches across so many fields of things, so many cultures. Mm-hmm. I I mean, I'd really be stretched to name one that didn't have an entity that did some kind of shape shifting. If you want to count, uh, even well, we'll get to him. I was kind of saving him for the end, but werewolves. Dogmen, mm-hmm. you know that kind of seems to be. If you have the gambit of creatures you can turn into, the dogman seems to be the workhorse of your shapes you pick. Yeah, they almost always exclusively seem to be the ones that are actively doing something. They're big, they're scary, they're mean, they're very capable of killing you, but they don't really care that you see them. You know, when we have our Sasquatch encounters, most of the time. Bigfoot sees you, you see Bigfoot, Bigfoot goes the other way. Mm-hmm. Or Bigfoot directly tries to scare you, and that's kind of it. You know, it just, it's like upset that you've seen it. It knows that it doesn't want to be seen. The Dogman encounters are kind of these ones that are just like, uh, how many times do we read the Dogman encounters where they kind of say they look at you with disgust? Yeah. Uh, oh, plenty of them. Our very first one, I think, was had that encounter. Yeah. And I really kind of think that that's tapping into the same... Thing we talked about skinwalkers and windigos. Mm-hmm. I think it's the same. I think so. When to become a skinwalker is a very complicated process, right? Which involves killing one of your loved ones, 
It's normally got to be a family member or a wife or something like that. That 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 evil has to go deep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Wendigos are kind of very similar, but normally it's cannibalism, and it's normally that same kind of family member or direct relation, but it's out of desperation. And we talked about in the Wendigo episode that the Wendigo spirit seems to be. That's why it's so messy. That's why it's so erratic. That's why it's so freaky. Is because it wasn't done. I say willingly. You know, it's done out of desperation. Right. So that person doesn't have control over that demon or that spirit. Mm-hmm. And the skinwalkers, you know, they do specific rituals to ensure they have control yeah. over it. Or whatever. They, it, it was it was premeditated. It was, premer- yeah. it was prepared. That's why I think, I really think they're the same spirit. Back to shape-shifting. I don't know. I don't know what can't. You put, like, stuff like Puckwudgie skinwalkers in the same kind of thing we i think we pretty much go into this a lot most of this stuff is connected by some way shape or form yeah and i think there's a whole hidden world we don't know the hierarchy we only see bits and pieces of it we, mm-hmm. we hear very tiny ranges mm-hmm. we see even tinier ranges of light there can be and that's not even interdimensional right that's just saying that there's and there's things using light frequencies that we just our eyes are incapable absolutely the world the world is so much bigger than our brains Mm -hmm. can Mm -hmm. can comprehend Mm -hmm. people don't get the infrared it's not a technology that people develop to see that it is a technology people develop to see it but that's still happening all the time it's happening whether we know about it or not Mm -hmm. that's how they use to hunt they tap into it they literally have heat pits on their face Mm -hmm. to make sure they can see that because their eyes aren't very good so is it that the skinwalker or whatever these shape-shifting entities is it that they just kind of pick the face you get to see? And they're kind of maybe more big blobulous things. Like, uh, I don't know. There's uh, all kinds of stuff. Like uh, the Ditto from uh, Pokemon? Yeah, yeah. 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 They're, like they're, a chewed up uh, piece of bubble gum? They're more showing you what they have to just to scare you off. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What do you think? I definitely think it, it's a, uh, a encounter-to-encounter type of thing. I Like... Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys were talking like the ones turn into uh, big giant snakes and stuff like that. I feel like that one is a very uh, aggressive. Uh, what what am what am I thinking? Um, presentation. Yes, mm-hmm. it, it's it's mm-hmm. to really put you off. Yeah, like even even like a, a the biggest of predators sees this big giant snake. It's probably like, nah, I'm not going there. Right. Do you know? So sidebar. Do you know the four built-in fears to the brain? No. Do you know, Jay? Mm-mm. So when I took psychology and stuff in college, there are four built-in fears that humans are naturally scared of. Okay. Ooh, spiders? Spiders is one. Oh, all right. Really? Okay. Snakes is the other. Our ancestors built that. It's called genetic knowledge. Okay. Uh, they learned a long time ago, even though most snakes are fine and harmless... That when you get bit by a snake, if you get bit by a venomous snake, that's death. You know, there's no... Same with spiders. They're tiny. You can kill them super easy. But if they bite you... Right. You're, the, you're It's toast. just as easy for them to kill you. So those are the two big genetic knowledges. Hmm. So we see like a... Oh, I'll get into spiders here in a minute. But the snakes thing. That's why I think a lot of these may be using snakes. Mm-hmm. The third is pitch black. Okay. Humans don't have any membranes to reflect light in their eyes. 
Right. We are fully diurnal species. We're supposed to be just out there in the day. So nighttime scares us, and that's a primal. That's another genetic knowledge that I could see that we go out at night. We are less adept than everything else out. there. Oh yeah, we're like like toddlers out there. We're big walking sticks. Mm-hmm. The fourth one is the weirdest one. I got four fingers up. Is the fourth one dolls? <laughs> Kinda. Of why the explanation of why like porcelain dolls scare us. So over time, I don't know we've if they had heard to you. adapt Little to something. People. So you said dolls. That's human-like, but it's not human. Humans are scared to the core of human-like things. things. And there's a couple yeah. reasons. There, there's a couple proposed reasons for this. And one of them is like, uh, like that's why humans, most humans, get really nervous around mannequins and dolls. They did. Um, no, I'm not really a fan, but I'm not either. <laughs> But they so did something in her core is telling us yeah, that this to is, be wary so, yeah. of it. So they did uh, surveys in department stores where they used infrared. And every time people walked around certain mannequins, more human-like mannequins, that you ever wonder why they started building them less human-like? It's because it was freaking people out. Yeah. But I, I hadn't see thought heat. about that, but you're, yeah, you're right. They, start, they, uh, they were literally using infrared cameras to watch heat flush to people's faces and stuff like that. That maybe even the people didn't know they were getting freaked out. But they would walk around these mannequins, and you could see their infrared. You could see that their bodies re- physically reacting to mm. being around these mannequins. The reason for this, is, well, there's like I said, several proposed reasons, is that one of our there was a lot of human-like things that existed for a long time. A lot of hominids existed. Uh, that there's maybe that one of them was eating us. Uh, one of them was dominating us very, very easily, mm-hmm. and that's why we kind of built an okay. We got to avoid them. Mm-hmm. Giants. Giants is one. Uh, you know, the uh, Denisovans could have been it. Uh, right, could have been, yeah. Yeah, did these things prey upon us. The other, which is the one that freaks me out the most, is that everybody's played the game Among Us. Mm-hmm. But that kind of thing in real life. is You had these entities, these creatures, these things that would sneak into and look very close. Yeah. a perfect human. What's the Stephen King movie like that? I can't think of it. He's got a lot of good ones. Yeah. but uh, Where, it, you know, it takes on the form of, of the person it, like, killed or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, I'm trying to think. I can't think of that one. But, so you have these things that may be infiltrating early human settlement and either eating or killing or doing something like that. Uh, so you have, Just it's called what? Uncanny Valley, you know, that you have these things that are very close. But there may be tells in that, Maybe whatever these skinwalkers, puck wedges, and stuff like that, that may be those things. Yeah. That they're kind of human-like, but they have the ability to change and turn into these great beasts. But I guess the point is that a lot of these shapeshifters hit those big fears. Mm-hmm. Like, there's all kinds of tales of giant spiders. Yeah, there, there's definitely purpose there. Yeah. that they, they know that it shakes you to your core. It's not like, like, I'm really scared of needles. So, but that's not everybody. You know, that wouldn't do nothing to Emily. Mm-hmm. But you pick the fears that hit the most people the hardest. And, you know, it's just, I don't know. I think there's I think there's something there. It the seems vulnerabilities. Very, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, giant things. But there's all kinds of cultures have these spider-like demons. The U.S. really doesn't have many of them in culture, except when you get up to Alaska and stuff. Uh, one of their biggest boogeymen. Mm-hmm. Is this giant ice spider that lives under ice floes and will really run out and grab your kids and pull them back under the ice? <laughs> but they well, look like giant garden spiders. There's uh, when they talk about some uh, like demons and like the, like Old Testament and stuff. 
a lot of their imagery they use was for like spider like or mm-hmm. snake like. So yeah. And I think that's why the serpent gets a bad rap is because it's a primitive fear mm-hmm. built into all of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that um, makes a lot of sense. You know, some of us aren't scared of snakes, but some of us are. Uh, but it, these are things that people get nervous around. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't make any sense. Like it's just, it, like you said, it's just built into our it's, DNA. Yeah, it's a drag thing to keep us from striving. You know, you see a copperhead in nature. You know, it's not that big a deal now. But, you know, 40,000 years ago, that was it. That could be your life. Well, like, could, I'm scared of big cats. And... Um, you know they're they're very scared of snakes. Oh yeah. Like you know you saw that the, challenge they did for the pickle, years with yeah. the pickle or the cucumber. I don't know the, if I know that. So the cat will be like sitting eating dinner. Oh, I have. And they'll take the cucumber and put it behind it. And some cats are like whatever, and some like freak jump, completely out. Yeah. Jump like crazy. Yeah. yeah. That fear of snakes is built into several species. To free so, cucumber. Elephants you know, panic around some snakes. Right. Yeah. Or like mice or even mm-hmm. some. Like you said, that you just pick the thing that that weakness that vulnerability you know per scenario and it's it's perfect especially if these things are like tapping your thoughts and feelings or intentions Mm -hmm. it's real easy Mm -hmm. do you have any other topics we want to go over no i'm i'm good for now you have some amazing encounters and i'm i'm pretty sure probably more to come yeah that only scratches the surface Mm -hmm. yeah but I, I'll say on this, I don't think any of them that you've told us, besides the rabbit, exclude the rabbit, or the, the, those things. Mm-hmm. But the owl and the invisible beast, Yeah. I think we're all neutral or, ne- or, or positive. You know, nothing negative. I don't, think the neut- I don't think the invisible thing was there to hurt you. I think if it was there, it had, had a very good chance to hurt me yeah it could have hurt you if it wanted to and that's what you know we that's another bigfoot similarity that mm-hmm. you know if if these things wanted to hurt you they can they would have done it mm-hmm. oh it you wouldn't it, be sitting here I, I i believe it was you know feet away from me it could have just chucked me straight off the cliff but like I you said there was a dead person there yeah so maybe uh they didn't get out of the way in time I don't know. I think that one was human related i think i think yeah, they were that area has a lot killed of and dumped there mm-hmm. stuff mm-hmm there's a lot of uh, farmland and stuff. So, anything else, Jaybird? No, these are. This has been a insightful stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's definitely really something cool new. Encounters. Bringing new stuff to the uh, table here to think about, adding all these puzzle pieces together. Yeah, it's kind of the fun of it all. Too. I know. So I like having the the knowledge base that you guys all have, and mm-hmm. the, you know the willingness to to talk about it all. It's it's fun. And this will continue for the rest of the day, but. Everybody at home will not get that enjoyment. Right. Emily? <laughs> the behind the scenes. Anything? Okay. All right. Well, I've been the great and powerful Mr. E. I've been Jay. I've been Emily. And I'm Sean. And I'm Rachel. And together this week, we are Cribbins the Corn Podcast. Thank you. And please join us next week for more amazing, Thank you. terrifying, and goosebump-inspiring tales. Join the Patreon. Yes. There you go. There you go. Thank you for the plug. Nice plug. All right, guys. You've been listening to Cryptids of the Corn. Be sure to join us in the next episode where we tantalize your intellect and expand the horizons of your mind. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. 
That helps others find the show, and we really appreciate it. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll catch you in the next episode. Until then, stay magical. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM.